Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome to the kickoff, kind of presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. I am your host. My name is Harry Brockers. Eric, why can't I see you? Okay, that's because my camera turned. I have it positioned in a different way than I normally do. Because he's not smiling? I, I was waiting for that. I knew it was coming, but okay, I see Eric now. That's what she said. The other voice that you heard there as well is the unprofessional Jason Teasley. I'm the chairman. I'm I'm very professional. Uh-huh. All right, so a little bit of an explanation. A little bit of a holiday hiatus for the kickoff. Um, Randy stepped away, and we did a couple episodes, but then real life kind of got in the way. Jason's work schedule picked up. Things have gotten kind of hectic in mine and Eric's life, and we both needed we all needed a chance to recharge and refuel in order to continue the show, but to continue the show when we were ready to bring you a product that we were proud to bring to you rather than. If we're going to ask anything on this show, Eric, we're going to whole ass it. Well, I mean the fact that our asses aren't big enough to be meaningful to half ass something. So, yeah, we do need to whole ass it. I mean, Jason. Okay, does Harry's internet hate him again, or is it just me? Jason heard me just fine. Although, to be fair, my internet has been kind of hating me lately, so it's entirely possible. All right, so to give you a quick rundown, oh, by the way, the other voice you heard there, too, is the anchor man, Eric Watkins. Stay classy, W2M. I'm just counting down until I can get cross-faded. Giggity? Never mind. No, it's something completely different. Like, how can I say this? Hmm, two different, that- two different types of inebriation simultaneously. So drunk and high. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, like a Tuesday in the Watkins household, as I was mad, I have come to understand it. All right, yeah, anyway. more like Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, it's Wednesday, Jason. You know what that means. I'm not going to say the thing I-, I said to someone earlier, but yes. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. <laughs> Tonight's episode of the kickoff, kind of, is dedicated to the memory of Jonathan Huber, professionally known as either Brody Lee in AEW or Luke Harper in WWE. Rest in peace, Big Rick. All right, so quick rundown of tonight's show. We're going to make our predictions for the college football playoff semifinals, which will take place on Friday. We're recording this Wednesday night as a point of reference. 
we will then make our, our serious predictions for the NFL. And here's how that's going to work, gentlemen. And our serious predictions for this week are going to be one underdog and one favorite. Ah, so we're doing that this week. Okay. The, fa- the favorite has to cover for it to be a win. <coughs> okay, I'm with that. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and uh, piss you guys off of, until I make my picks. On behalf of my predictions last week, fuck you, Colorado, you rat bastards. <laughs> Eric, I don't know how you managed to pull this off. You went 2-0 and straight up this past week. Yay, yay! Thank you, Liberty. <laughs> liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Doug is still cool. Lemu, man, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. You leave Lemu Emu out of this, you rat bastard. Look, the minute that Lemu Emu recognizes the volleyball is not an egg, we can talk. Ruin up Doug's whole deal playing two-on-one like that. My picks are in the chat, by the way. I saw the look Eric gave me when I said that. That was good enough for me. You uh, son of a bitch. You that, do realize I, that one of those picks is completely ravaged right now with that game might not happen. It's It's going to happen. Would this be the part where we make the Family Guy joke, like sex with Kobe Bryant in a hotel room? You like it or not, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might go. You might go down in a blaze of glory, but I think I just offended Eric. Jesus, we're only what? What? Where are we? Six minutes into the show, and we're already crashing and burning. My God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we go out in a blaze of glory. Right, I want to state for the record, that's a family guy joke, so be mad at them, not me. <laughs> All hate mail can be issued with Sean Garmer. Sdocarmer at gmail.com. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I was about to do that myself. I appreciate it. All right, so let's talk college football. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let's talk college football playoff, gentlemen. The two college football semifinals are going to be this Friday, New Year's Day, at 4.30. I think it was. I think they said 4.30. It is Alabama-Notre Dame. And then at 8 o'clock, it is Clemson and Ohio State. Eric, do I have those times correct, or did I mix them? I am uh, currently double checking because I think Alabama, it's horny. Alabama, Notre Dame, 4 p.m., Ohio State, Clemson, 8 p.m. Both oh, brought to you oh. on ESPN. Uh, Rose and. Sugar. 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 Okay. Yep, because it's Thank Rose you. and Sugar and then Fiesta, or Cotton and Peach, and Fiesta and Orange are the two pairings. Well, right now what I'm watching is the cotton, and that's not going so well. Well, I mean, to be fair, give Kyle Trask credit 
not everybody can pull themselves together after throwing three first quarter interceptions. You know, he threw almost as many interceptions in the first quarter as he did the entire regular season. And there was another one that was also dropped before we came on the air. Yeah, start of the second half off of a bump and run coverage in the corner, dropped into a coverage on a secondary receiver and almost picked him. You know what's really throwing me from this game, though, and we'll get to our picks in a second here. Why does Spencer Rattler have Patrick Mahomes' haircut? Because he wanted to get the Patrick Price from State Farm? I don't know. <laughs> That's a Mahomian do. Although, for the record, fuck Robert Taylor on general things. <laughs> he, he won the league, asshole. Well, I mean, when you have the Chiefs as a fantasy team... <laughs> Did you ever talk to Christopher about that, Jason? No, he won't no, answer my messages. Eric, talk to Christopher. I've tried, I've but, tried but so far no headway for some reason. He's stuck in his principles. He's stuck in his principles. What's the principle? What's the principle? That is something I've still yet to figure out. It is Swiss cheese defense here in the Cotton Bowl. We had an opportunity to watch my Gators play one final game this year, and they're getting ass-blasted by Oklahoma. Well, at least you know well, that you're losing you're now, and you're not like me that had hope all the way until the end. Fucking Mike Gundy. That's true. You guys did kind of get... Well, he's a man. He's 42. Jason, did West Virginia play their bowl game yet? No, they play tomorrow versus Army at 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. Y'all about to get smacked by Army, dog. We're a six and a half favor. You're, you're still going to get I'm calling it now. That's that's my Are You Serious College. I'm not doing college football picks for the for the uh, Are You Serious. So. But that's my unofficial college football pick this year. I'll take Army and the points. Well, I mean, if you would uh, listen to the latest episode of R and R Sports Report, I happen to chime in, and I'm siding with Jason. I think West Virginia takes this one. Your opinion is not relevant here, Mister Watkins. <laughs> well, that reminds me, since we have actual time tonight, are we finishing TWL tonight? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right, let's get back to the college football playoff now because nobody listening to this is going to know what the hell we're talking about. I think Jason's kind of giving us one of those looks himself right now. All right, Alabama, Notre Dame here. Uh, Jason, by yourself, Bama is at least a three-score winner here. Uh, Bama's not even going to win. Do you not remember my national champion prediction? Yeah, you said Notre Dame would win the national championship. I remember. So I'm also they have to they have to beat Alabama to win the national championship. So I'm sticking by it. Okay, let's go to the more logical. Seriously, how bad are we talking, Jason? What do you mean? What do you mean? I just got your message that we have an echo. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a really bad echo. Um, Eric, are you hearing anything? Eh, from time to time, mainly when I talk, it's really bad. I talk, it's really bad. Uh, so let me see if I can. Apologies for that, everybody. We figured out what the issue was, and hopefully we have it solved now. All right, so Jason's clearly cr crazy, Eric. You want to try to talk some sense into him? Well, he's half crazy because while I do think Alabama rules, I don't necessarily know if it's three touchdowns. It's going to be flirting with that number, and if you were getting minus 21, you would probably get a later front door cover on this one. They're going to be in control, but with the way that their offense is rolling, I don't think they're really going to put them away early like in their last meeting. I just, Notre Dame has a tendency to get blown out in big-time games. It's happened the last three times they were in the college football playoff. All of this is also true, but you're looking at this in two different ways. And now I'm getting the echo again. You've got Alabama, who's treating this as a road game. They're not even going to be in Arlington until tomorrow night. Whereas Notre Dame is already there and getting acclimated. Granted, it's a short trip in familiar surroundings, but I think Notre Dame's going to have that tiny advantage. The talent isn't going to overcome that a whole bunch, but it's an advantage. Jason? I'm taking Notre Dame with my field goal. I just don't see it happening for Notre Dame here. Like I said earlier, they've gotten blown out each of the last three times they've been in the college football playoff. They had a chance to solidify themselves as a legitimate national title contender in the ACC championship game against Clemson and got absolutely reamed 34 to 10 in a game that was not that close. And... They haven't shown a history of being able to step up in these big-time performances when they've had the opportunity. I like Brian Kelly as the coach. I liked him ever since he was at Cincinnati. But Brian Kelly's motivational process for Notre Dame in these big-time games does not happen. I'm saying Alabama 37, Notre Dame... Okay, so for the sake of my, my argument of three scores, I'll say 37-14 going to say 37-17, but that would be, uh, that would technically be three scores, so. Uh, I would say more along the lines of 34 to 20. That seems more reasonable to me. And granted, Brian Kelly, he's had these kind of big time moments before, but he's come a long way from winning the D2 title at Grand Valley State. Jason, what's your predicted final score? Uh, 24 Four to twenty one Notre Dame. All right, let's move over to the other semifinal game between Ohio State and Clemson. And I think this one's gonna be the barn burner of the two. I honestly expect a really close game here. 
because I do think that the Ohio State defense proved that they can step up when they have to by shutting down Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, especially when the offense was non-existent in the first. Okay, did we lose? Did we lose Harry? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. My internet fucking sucks anymore. See, Jason, if Willie would be on my couch right now, you could tell everybody what he could do to rectify his terrible internet service. But she isn't, so you can't. Yeah, we we don't talk about that right now. It, it's not me and her is not on the best terms. Was it the Christmas commercial? You have beef with Lily? Yeah, we're, we're not on the best terms. dare you? We're not on the best terms. All right, anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, Ohio State's defense stepped up against Northwestern. So the question's going to be, fuck. What is what I need to do right now? That makes oh, two of us. <laughs> I'll, I'll take things that apply to two of us for 800 ten. Rest in peace, Alex. <laughs> All right. Attempt number three at this. Ohio State's defense stepped up against Northwestern when the offense got shut down in the first half and barely found its groove in the second. The question then becomes, can they do the same thing against a Clemson team that, once, when it's had Trevor Lawrence, has been an offensive juggernaut this entire season? Um, Considering as how as much as I've knocked Northwestern, the fact that this was their closest attempt at being a football school in a very long time this season— I look at big games like the Big Ten Championship against Northwestern and what happened against Indiana. I think that while Ohio State can maybe get a stop, I don't expect a full 60-minute defensive performance. In fact, I see this being, being more of a track meet than anything else. Jason? Present. And account thoughts? Uh, are very, are very, very limited. I mean, it goes without saying. I don't, I don't, uh, I think it'll be a track meet to an extent, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than anybody expects. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I didn't say I would think it was going to be a blowout. I think Ohio State defense can keep them in this game. I just don't know that Ohio State has the firepower offensively to hang with Clemson. No, they don't. I think I think it's going to be a track meet. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a. The score is going to going to make it look a lot closer than what it actually is. Because I think it's. I think they're going to put it where, because it is the primetime game, I think it's going to be a ratings ploy rather than anything. I think you're going to see Trevor Lawrence show out. I think he's going to pretty much um, 
show why he's going to be the the future of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks, New York Jets. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be a. Um, I look for it to be a two-score game in Clemson's favor, but I don't think that I think the score uh, will reflect a lot closer game than what it actually is. I, I honestly think it's not going to be a deceptive scoreline. I think it's going to be more closer throughout. And for a lot of those reasons that you mentioned, it wouldn't surprise me if this came down to the last drive or the last couple of plays even. Yeah, I don't even I don't think we're looking at a uh, multi-score game here. I I, I genuinely don't. I think what's going to end up happening here is a situation where last ball wins. Because I do think that Ohio State's defense can try to keep them in this, maybe much more so than what we saw from Notre Dame in the ACC title game or in pretty much every other game that Clemson played that Trevor Lawrence played in this year. But I just I think that Clemson has too many weapons overall for Ohio State to be able to stop them all in order to pick up a win here. I'm going Clemson. I'm going to go Clemson 34, Ohio State 27. Mm, I'm going a lot higher scoring than that one. I think mm, inside the last minute and a half, Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown pass 52 to 48. I'm going to stick with my two scores. I'm going to four. Uh, I'm going to forty-one twenty-seven. Okay, so we all three have Clemson here, and then me and Eric both have uh, Alabama, whereas Jason has Notre Dame. Here's my question: Is there going to be anybody new in this title game going forward? No. Okay, good to know. Now that you've got even Mac Brown saying about expansion and the fact that you have a lot of people are saying that this is almost starting to become like our version of the Champions League, I expect expansion in the cards at some point. There should have been expansion this year. It should have been eight teams to begin with this year. I concur. I mean, granted, don't get me wrong, Florida's not exactly helping their case tonight having 55 hung on them by Alabama right now. Oklahoma, you mean? Whatever. Well, they had 52 hung on them by Alabama, so. (laughs) To be fair, when we had 52 hung on us by Bama, we scored 46 in return, so, you know, in kind but not kindly. Yeah, so uh, about all of that Kyle Trask-Heisman talk, eh? Well, I'll tell you this much. He's going to finish way higher on the list than Derek King does. Hey, 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 hey. Derek King transferred, all right? And he's coming back next year. Get well soon, Derek. Get well soon. All right. I'm going to try to soldier on here. My internet is still giving me shit, but hopefully it will hold out long enough for me to be able to continue to do what I need to do for this particular episode. All right, Jason, you got your picks in first, so I'll let you go first here. Before we make picks, though, I actually do have a question. 
I, I do have a postseason related question here, and I wanted to ask this. Five teams are going to battle for four spots this weekend. Houston, or not Houston, t- Tennessee, Indianapolis, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland are all 10 and 5. One of them could realistically be 11 and 5 and miss the postseason. Jason, which one of those five teams do you think is the odd team out? Cleveland. So you think they cover, but, oh, sorry, spoiler, but they don't win? Right. Very well. Uh, Because, well, no, no, actually, they need, Cleveland needs a lot of help to get in. Um, No, they really don't. They just need Indianapolis to lose. Eric, that's where you come in. Yeah, I'm thinking that in the bizarre world that is 2020, uh, Philip Rivers sticking to his word this time and going home with his wife and nine kids, he goes out a loser. I think Indy at 10 and 6 stays home. Well, th- the thing about it is, is Jacksonville's incredibly dangerous here because Jacksonville has nothing to lose quite literally. Yep. Even if they lose, they're the number one overall pick. If they win, they're the number one overall pick. Thank you, Randy. (laughs) So hypothetically, Jacksonville has nothing to lose and everything to gain by trying to knock division rival Indianapolis out of the postseason. I stand by what I And lest we forget, who did the Jaguars beat in week one for their only win of the season to this point? The Indianapolis Colts. There you go. Man, I just realized who I picked uh, by saying Cleveland. Uh, uh, that means I picked the Steelers, didn't it? God, I hate life. <laughs> Jason's regretting all of his life choices here. Um, I have a very bold prediction for you guys. I think Indianapolis wins. But I think Tennessee does it. Oh, who's Tennessee got this week? Houston. Houston. No, they'll beat Houston. My official prediction is the Houston Texans knock off the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts do what I said they would do and win the AFC South, knocking Tennessee out of the postseason. Texas. I might, I might, um, I want to take a look at some. I might retract that Cleveland pick. So, in case you're wondering, that officially makes my pick for, are you serious? Houston plus seven and a half. All right, so. Yeah, I'm going to say, because I don't, I don't see Cincinnati beating Baltimore. Eric, Harry, Jason. My underdog pick is Houston, plus seven and a half. Jason, you announced yours in the group chat. You may as well go ahead and state it here. Who's your underdog? Uh, I'm going to take the Browns uh, getting 10 versus the Steelers. I I think that's going to be a shit show. Um, 
I think Pittsburgh wins. Uh, I don't even know if Cleveland's going to have any receivers for the game again. Uh, so might, might, might be short a couple other positions too with this right. Yeah, but I also Mason Rudolph might get in there and Miles Garrett may, you know, <laughs> just walk around with a helmet. Um, giving him boops. I'm not um, saying he no, he's not Chris Statlander. He would not give him a boop. Uh, you watch it. I like I like the fact that you caught that reference. He might get some boops. Um but the fact that uh, I think, because I think Baltimore is going to beat Cincinnati. I think that's a given. Okay, so you can say that, but I will take you back to 2017 when Baltimore had a chance to clinch a wild card berth playing Cincinnati in Baltimore, and it didn't go so well for them. Yes, but this is yeah, Brandon uh, Allen, not Andy Dalton, okay? That's true. There is no yeah. red rifle on this single team. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to take, uh, I'm taking Cleveland to cover getting 10. Hold uh, on, don't, and don't, don't, don't give your favorite pick yet. I need Eric's underdog to pick first. Well, I mentioned it and I am going to put up and not shut up. Jags plus 14. Go if big or go homer. <laughs> If he's going down, he's going down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> All right, Jason, now you can announce your favorite pick. All right, my favorite pick will be the Vikings covering the six-and-a-half-point spread. Vikings covering six-and-a-half against Detroit, I believe? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, it's actually seven on ESPN. That's why I'm, I'm looking for a six and a half, and I don't see one. I'm like, what the fuck is he picking? Oh, there's a six and a half. Just in another game. Eric, right, I need a chance to look at the the scoreboard, and my app just refreshed on me. So why don't you go ahead and make your pick here first, and then I'll make mine. I am going ahead, and I am taking Seattle covering the six against San Francisco. Seattle, they've got a shot to get the semi-surprisingly the number one overall seed in a bye. Yes, they're going to need a ridiculous amount of help, but I think with something like this, they're going to go ahead and go all out, make sure that they don't have a repeat of what happened last season. Yeah, Seattle's going to take care of business. You know, you mentioned teams in line for that number one seed in the West and by, and my pick is actually another one of those teams that's in line for that. I'm going to lay six and a half in my case, and I'm going to take New Orleans to cover Carolina. Reasonable, reasonable. Now, the thing about this is, is if Green Bay ends up beating Chicago in the one o'clock window, well, they all started 425. Good. That means everybody will have something to play for. I like that of Elite 17. I like the fact that they have all those games that matter with regards to each division happening simultaneously. Yeah, actually, and when they released the schedule, like during the Sunday night game, Titans-Packers, they said, okay, if the Packers win, both of the AFC South games will be at 1 o'clock. 
or if the Titans win. But since the Packers won, both of those games are in the 425 window as well. So it's going to be a nice balance for all of you Red Zone fans like myself out there. Speaking of go big or go homer, realistically, what do you put the odds of of the Giants winning the division this weekend? Uh, 99.9%. <laughs> Eric, what do you realistically put the Giants' chances of winning the division this weekend? 78%. Again, if you go back to the R&R Sports Report archives with Randy Isbell, yeah. Nobody cares. I, fl- I said I'm picking the Giants to win. I don't see Washington really coming through against Philly. And I see the Giants putting a hurt on Dallas. So welcome to the first ever 10-loss team in the postseason. This is 2020. Okay, I, I will agree with you that I think the Giants will beat Dallas in the 1 o'clock window. I think Washington getting Alex Smith back will be the boost that they need, especially having – and we'll talk about this in a few seconds here because we kind of have to. We're a football show, and this is big football news. Um, Washington getting Alex Smith back after cutting Dwayne Haskins, I think that will be enough of a boost for them to be able to hit Philadelphia even if the game is in Philly. The Eagles are the Eagles are playing for the draft position at this point, whereas Washington has a Daniels chance to be a third team since 1982 to make the postseason at seven wins under 500. Yeah, but at the same time, Jalen Hurts is also auditioning to be the guy. Yes, this is a whole thing with the acrimony between the Eagles and Carson Wentz. And yes, Carson saying, hey, if I'm going to be the backup, go ahead and trade me. If I'm Jalen and I'm Doug Peterson, I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and see what happens and call his bluff. Well, if Rivers is out in Philadelphia, I wouldn't be surprised to see, or if Rivers is out in Indianapolis, I wouldn't be surprised to see Westland in Indy. See, this is the thing that I've also been mentioning, and with the reuniting with Frank Reich, that would be another divisional nightmare for me. They're going after Lincoln Riley with the buck, the Gatorade bucket. I'm calling blue. Eric, you have a prediction? Oh, clear. Jason? Present. Eric wins. It was clear. They usually, Might have been water, actually. They usually don't go all out with coloring the Gatorade before the game, so it's just one of the natural colors that they have. I'm going to pitch the green. <laughs> Limited all line. Right, so, all right, so let's go back to your whole homerism here, Jason. Do you seriously think that you seriously think that it's going to be that easy for Washington or for the Giants on Sunday? Oh, I think I, I think the Giants are going to going to ball out. I think um, Dallas is going to rather be playing rather playing for playoffs. They're going to play for draft position, and they're going to look for. Uh, I think they realize that they fucked up in this past draft. Not saying that CD 
C.C. Lamb was not a good pick, just not a good pick at that spot. And I think this exposes Dallas to say, hey, we, we sh- might have should have took somebody like Jalen Hurts when he was available or any of the other quarterbacks that were available. What's in Jordan? What's still on the board when Dallas selected? Hold, hold on. Uh, because if you go back to the archives here, I made a prediction that the best quarterback in the draft would go to Dallas. I kept the, he was the best quarterback in the draft, but he went to Sandy. Uh, oh, <laughs> he went to the Chargers. Yeah, you did it too. Outs. You did it too. State class W to I'm San Diego Network. <laughs> it's, it's an easy mistake to make. Did you hear the um? Did you hear the the Saturday Night Football announcers call them the Los the Los Oakland Raiders? No. Well, well, between that and even Gruden himself wearing the Oakland Raiders hat on the sideline. All right, so if you had to make a survivor prediction for this week, who would you go with, Jason? Uh, the you entire NFL? You cannot, yes, you cannot take Buffalo or Miami. You're going to go with Giants. No, actually, I will go with Philadelphia. Putting his, his, putting his money where his mouth is. Eric, you cannot take Baltimore or Chicago. I mean, you won't want to take Chicago anyway. They're playing Green Bay. Yeah. Oh. You know what? Fuck it. I'll double down Jacksonville. Because why the fuck not? I will take... No, I ain't got shit to lose. I... I mean, yeah, I won last week with Buffalo, so cool. I ain't got shit to lose, and frankly, I want to see these guys. Frankly, I want to see these guys lose anyway. I'm taking Houston. All right, so an update on the status of the show. You'll notice that we mostly did conversation about calling football football tonight, and then we made our week 17 prediction for Are You Serious? We are planning, keyword here is planning, a return to the normal kickoff format next Wednesday as we get ready to begin the postseason. However, that normal kickoff format will have a significant difference. Eric, would you like to guess what that significant difference is? Significant differences to the Are You Serious? We will predict all six wild card games. And I'm wondering, have they solidified at least the time slots for wild card weekend? Um, I think it's three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Ooh. I want to say, I, I want to say yeah, one, four. I want to say one. Or one four eight one four fifteen and eight. eight that would 20. be my that would be my guess as well. One four and eight. So, 
So what we will do in the RE Serious Predictions segment for the postseason, and we'll do this throughout the entirety of the postseason, we will predict all six games on Wild Card Weekend, and then all of the games individually as they happen going forward from there. We will predict them against the spread, however. Ooh, game on. <laughs> Just to make it interesting. Plus, you know, what postseason new standings. So, you know, the um the season title for RU series for the regular season's already clinched. Shocker. I am the champion. Okay, I'm gonna see the I'll stop. Alright, so the ninth is one four forty. 815. The 10th, 105, 448, 815. So, yeah, 148. No, 105, 440, and 815. Okay, so, 140. So they're accounting for everything, basically one network at a time. This makes sense. Did you hear that one of the games is going to be simulcast on fucking Nickelodeon? They're doing that again? And also they do the the wacky-ass graphics and shit again, too. I kind of like some of the wacky graphics. Uh, I'm sorry. SpongeBob has no fucking place on a football SpongeBob has no place on a football field, sir. Tell that to the chair. Oh, Lord. He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> well, All right. he, I, I hear the chair got, got COVID from that, um, <laughs> that new trend going around at Buffalo Wild Wings where they ride the, <laughs> ride the bar stool. It's just a, kind of a dick having to take up four chairs that he could be using on his own. <laughs> you know what the worst part about this is? Nobody hit him with a can of twisted tea. Who thought this tea is a can of whoop-ass everybody's been talking about all these years? He'd get TKO'd. Get it? TKO'd? That's right. Comedy stylings of Broadhurst and Teasley coming soon to a theater near you. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Eric would be our opening act. You can throw tomatoes at him. Just throw cotton. You'll never pick it up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Unless we're in South Alabama, in which case Eric gets involved. In, in that case, he's in a foot race. <laughs> Talk about making a run for the border. I just don't know which one. (laughs) He'll be running for his life. Did you uh, miss us? Jesus Christ. (laughs) The views and opinions of the... Fuck it. All right. Uh, Jason, where can people find you online? Uh, At W2M Chairman on Twitter. Um, That's pretty much the... The what I regulate myself to anymore. Um, I did win two fantasy football championships. Uh, came out about four hundred dollars uh, to the good on in other leagues. So, uh, off all your fantasy football advice, hit me up. Um, 
I promise next year uh, with my schedule and everything, hopefully, Watch Your Fantasy will be back. We t- tested the water this year. I haven't seen the – didn't get any feedback. I don't have to get the numbers. So we'll, we'll they come back in 2021 with that. Uh, hopefully my schedule works out a little bit better and we can we can do that uh, as a more full-time show or at least incorporate maybe uh, do a new segment here on the kickoff to incorporate my fantasy football knowledge. Oh, trust me. We've got some big plans for 2021. I'm pretty sure we could probably rearrange the format around on the kickoff a little bit next year, especially if it's going to be a three-man free rolling forward. We could probably add a segment or two to cover fantasy football on a weekly basis with the kickoff itself. Oh, so you're completely going to toss out the idea I had for a fourth co-host. Okay, I see how it is. And stay with the three-man format, I mean. I said that literally as I started talking. Way to pay attention, Watkins. Thanks. Hey, Bob Marley, calm your tits. Hey, all the weed in the world belong to Bob Marley. We be jamming. Don't, don't make me find his teeth. <laughs> all right. Twice I've used that joke. It's from its course. Much like, un- unlike the dude who got hit with it because he wasn't right anywhere. Unlike Eric in South Alabama, it's from its course. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Squid Sportshead. If especially during the off season, you've got a lot of different stuff coming back, I'll most likely be live tweeting. But if you're asking me about any kind of other tutoring or upcoming tax information, you can hit me up on Facebook. Look under Eric Watkins. You know the drill: guy, wine, recliner. And if you're looking for Chat that. Plus. And if you're looking for that something a little extra, you go ahead on Twitter, slide into my DMs, undergo the proper and thorough vetting process. You will gain access to my Snapchat, Telegram, WhatsApp, and uh, whatever devices I happen to be haunting for any interesting things. And you'll learn a few extra nicknames. And of course, this plug is always brought to you by the fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC. Commercial and website coming soon. Notary Public Service is now available in the state of Florida. Seriously, need to get in touch with Liz so we can get that commercial recorded. She said she did. We just have to have the, have the opportunity to get a hold of her. Oh, shoot. Funny that you mentioned that because she did reach out to me yesterday. I completely it's spaced out about for, that until now. Some, something for her nephew? Yep. Opposed right. to Eric using the reach around. AT the Eagle on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, pretty much anywhere else. If you have your social media platform, I am available at ATB Eagle there. In addition, you guys can check out the Eagles Nest Volume 1 What Have We Owed on the Chair Shot Radio Network, where I take a look at the passing of. Jonathan Huber, a.k.a. Brody Lee, and the effective professional wrestling journalists, air quotes on an audio podcast. I'll explain that in a second. 
on the business of pro wrestling as well as the way that it affects people's very real lives when it comes to the business as well. That's on Eagles Nest Volume 1 over on the Chair Shot Video Network. Myself and Tony Acero hope to return to the reaction either this Monday or next Monday. If Tony's not available this Monday, me and Liz might bring back the reaction for Legends Night on Night Raw this coming up Monday, January 1st as well. Um, I still don't have a Snapchat. Eric's trying to convince me. We'll see what happens. I'm 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 partially cracking. Ah, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Okay. And before we get to our closing segment, which we are going to keep because there is a multi-part facet to this, and I have a very specific person that I want to call out with mine, I want to take a quick opportunity to say thank you on air to somebody. The Christmas present was very much appreciated, Mr. Teasley. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'm just glad after almost a month it actually got to you. <laughs> Jason went on to a, I don't know where he got it from, but he found me a Josh Allen card and a little protective sleeve and a little Buffalo Bills mini helm inside of it as well. It's really cool. I wasn't expecting it. It was very thoughtful of him, and it was greatly appreciated, like I said. Well, if we're doing that, then I also have to thank him for my, like, uh, Lego-style 3D Jaguar head logo. Very prominent place in my den. Which I showed him. It's it, again equally as unexpected, but very, very grateful all the same. Uh, sometimes you just gotta show your friends you appreciate them, and I may not say it as much. I do appreciate you guys. I do appreciate the show. With that being you said, been- go yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All hate mail to s.garner at gmail.com. He won't know what we're talking about now since he has to be removed from chat on Skype. <laughs> ha! Oh, all right. Uh, you have been listening to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast services, such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. Hey, Eric, guess what? Jason, who's your dick of the week? As always, Robert Taylor. (laughs) Eric, who you got? I got the Big Ten for the whole Ohio State situation. Booger McFarland for acting like a total dumbass the past couple of days and popping off at the mouth. And as always on my end, Mark Lamping. May you be fired come Black Monday. Um, Jason. Yeah. Did you hear about the shit show that is Bruce Mitchell? I did not. So, we talked about Brody Lee passing away, right? Yeah. This motherfucker, this journalist, again, air quotes on an audio podcast, has the unmitigated goal to demand an explanation as to how Brody passed away, released by the family less than 48 48 hours after he was gone, posted on the Pro Wrestling Torch website. When when confronted for this take that was so mind-numbingly stupid that it would make Stephen Err jealous, that's right, fuck you, chair. The motherfucker not only doubled down, I'm pretty sure I just popped Eric with that. You did. But tripled down 
on his take by stating that it is in the interest of public safety when in the release that Amanda Huber, Brody Lee's wife, stated that he passed away from a non-COVID-related lung issue. How's this for transparency, Mr. Mitchell? Go fuck yourself, you piece of human garbage. You have been listening to the kickoff, a presentation of the W2M Network.